Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Kathleen Cook. Kathleen is a woman of great influence who wears many hats, such as media executive, actress, speaker, writer, among many others. Lean in as we discuss advice for people seeking a career in the entertainment industry, tips on how to lead creatives, and how to shine and be a positive influence no matter what industry you're in. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. I'm always pumped to be on an Avail Leadership Podcast because it means we're with an amazing leader, uh, a person of influence, a person who's going to speak to us and encourage us. Uh, My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm your Avail Media host, also the lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in sunny South Florida. And as always, here on the Avail Leadership Podcast, we never disappoint. We have an amazing opportunity today to be here on the podcast with Kathleen Cook, who, by the way, is a media executive, Hollywood Screen Actors Guild actress, speaker, writer, and co-founder, along with Phil Cook, her husband, of Cook Media Group and the Influence Lab. We're going to talk about those today, uh, which focuses on producing uh, and, and effectively using media strategies in this digital age. Kathleen is the author of the highly acclaimed devotional Hope for Today, Stay Connected to God in a Distracted Culture, which encourages readers to engage with God personally. She edits this weekly uh, online uh, Influence Lab Journal and writes with writes a weekly blog and speaks globally to so many people in the areas of ministry, in the areas of the arts, uh, uh, women's issues, faith, uh, life. And I love this. In my conversations with Kathleen, I've been so encouraged because I know that she has a heart and a passion for pushing people forward, for encouraging leaders. And the Lord's given her opportunities to be interviewed on numerous top national and international radio shows, podcasts, as well as Christian television networks such as CBS. TBN and the Hillsong Channel. Kathleen, I am so pumped to be on the Avail Leadership <laughs> Podcast with you. How are you feeling? Oh, uh, you know, it's always wonderful to do anything with Avail. You guys do an amazing um, job there in getting your magazines out, your podcasts, whatever it is, you're on top of it. And it's, uh, it's just such a privilege and honor to be with all of you today. Well, thank you so thank you so much because that means a lot to us. It means a lot to us that you're blessed by it and you're encouraged by it. Now, Kathleen, I know that a lot of people know who you are. A lot of people know you and Phil uh, and a lot of things you've done. But I know that there's some listeners, uh, some people watching on YouTube who are leaning in right now and want to know a little bit more about who is Kathleen Cook. By the way, Kathleen Cook with an E on the end of Cook. So it's C-O-O-K-E in case anybody wants to search a little bit or read more about Kathleen. Uh, so Kathleen, tell us a little bit about your journey. I know that right now, you know, uh, California is home for you, uh, but tell us a little bit about your story, your journey, and what led you to where you are today. Yes. Well, thank you, Virgil. Um, God's blessed me in my life. I mean, I have to just open with that and give him all praise and glory because that's really um, been my through line. I was um, raised in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, And my father was actually recruited to be the first basketball coach in 1949 for Las Vegas High School. Um, Bugsy Siegel had built his first hotel there in 47. And Vegas went literally from a watering hole in the desert, nothing going on there except to get watered and push your way through the the deserts to get to California and uh, nothing going on. So that's why Bugsy decided to to, uh, start his gambling establishment there. And uh, consequently, um, Vegas became a town. It was after the war. My father had been a big basketball star. And uh, so they went to Vegas, a couple thousand people, desolate place. And, uh, you know, God takes us sometimes to desolate places, doesn't Mm -hmm. he, to get our attention. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to my parents. They had been raised in what I call the traditions of the Catholic Church, but never realized that Jesus could be a personal person in their lives. And through, uh, you know, another, uh, I won't go into that. We don't have time today, but God got a hold of their lives through the death of my brother. And um, then, so I was raised in a very interesting community. I was raised already around entertainers. I was raised around people who were in front of the lights and then had lives 
that were not so great behind the lines. And mm. it gave me really great depth to start with. And then moving forward, um, I attended Oral Roberts University in college and met the love of my life, Phil Cook there. He's my first husband still. <laughs> and uh, we had two daughters and moved to California in 91 and started our production company, Cook Media Group. And God's just blessed us from the get-go and we've put him first in everything we've done. So we've done everything from uh, secular media to uh, Christian media. We've done Super Bowl spots. We've done feature films. Um, We've done digital media, branding, consulting. Um, we're kind of an eclectic company, which is a very unusual in the business. A lot of times you have production companies that just focus on film or focus on television or focus on the digital. But really Cook Media has really been blessed to focus on all areas. And specifically then, we have always um, been passionate to see Christians use media more effectively to help them do their job better and to to get the the story of Jesus to the larger world and the global community. And so that's when we focus then on the Influence Lab. We um, launched that about ten years ago. I can't believe it already. <laughs> and uh, its focus again is to mentor, to uh, bring creatives together to um, inspire, encourage, and to help them use the tools of media to tell a better story. We live in a culture of language and words. We live in a culture of visuals. And we as Christians need to use those tools to see that God's kingdom can flourish effectively. And that's what it's all about. Wow, I, I love this. Let, let me just, let me um, confess a few things. Number one, <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I, I personally am passionate about leadership. That's what we're here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. But I'm passionate about seeing ministry connect with creative arts, right? And so I'm, I'm really drawn into what you're sharing. I'm drawn into your, you and Phil's story. Um, I, I was actually lead singer of a, of a Spanish Christian band for about 20 <laughs> years. We traveled a lot of Latin America and the States with, with the message, being creative, right? You're talking about some of this stuff. And, and I also grew up, doing a lot of um, drama in church and really uh, have an appreciation for, for the arts, for acting, for producing things. And, and so hearing your story, I think a lot of people, this resonates with them. And, and I think, I think, I don't think I'm the only one who sometimes has, has had the thought, can you really do that as a Christian? Like, can you really do, you know, media production, acting, you know, this word Hollywood, all that, and be a Christian and be successful, which I think is part of the influence lab. Can you tell us a little bit more about the influence lab and, and for people who question, can you really do Hollywood as a Christian? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. You know, first of all, Jesus introduced himself to us as the creator. The first mm. scripture of the Bible, in the beginning, God created, right? Yeah. And so we need to go back to the beginning with the source. He is the source of all creation and of, of what we can create in, in the arts. And that is part of our DNA. Yeah. Um, so in saying that, yes, you know, moving into Hollywood um, when we moved here in 91 was, you know, we really didn't know what to to truly ex expect. I had grown up in Las Vegas. My husband was from North Carolina, but we had this passion that God had put in us. You know, my favorite thing as a kid in Las Vegas was an outdoor trash can full of costumes that my mother got from flea markets and the Salvation Army and uh, threw things in there and I made my own plays. So, I mean, from the very beginning, both of us, my husband had a, a little film ca camera that his father had owned and he took that and started making movies. Neither one of us knew that that was the passion that was, that God was birthing with in us, even at wow. that time. I always say to parents, pay attention to how your kids are playing, what they're playing with, how they're, you know, that that's so important. And then, you know, encourage them and, and give them the tools they need. And so, um, so in saying that we moved to, to, to Hollywood and, um, at the time in 91, uh, Christians had been protesting Hollywood, talking about how evil it was here, wow. how horrible it was here. And that was a challenge. And so a lot of the Christians that work here were kind of what we call in the closet. Uh, <laughs> so we uh, started coming out. 
Mm. We started saying, you know, this is not who Christians are. How can we change that perception? Wow. One of the one of the uh, boards that I have been on for years is been the Hollywood Prayer Network, which focuses on using prayer. How can we pray for those who are working in Hollywood? Mm. When we, we we look at Hollywood as a mission field, when you go to a mission field, you don't criticize them. You don't talk about how they're how they dress or what they don't have have on their bodies even, mm-hmm. um, what comes out of their mouth, what they're worshiping. You don't criticize those things. You go in there and what to do what God calls us to do. And that is to love them for where they are and to mm-hmm. bring who Jesus is to them. Allow them to, to, bring, uh, to bring clarity so that God can bring his certainty into so their bad. lives. And so uh, in Hollywood, yes, we've had that as our primary uh, focus is, yes, we have media. And, and I tell young professionals too, Virgil, when you come to Hollywood, you're swimming with a big fish here. You know, you may have been in a little play in Florida or Ohio or been on, you know, on a musical stage in Detroit. Great places to get your feet wet. And especially those of you who are Christians and young people out there, you know, our churches have great platforms right now. We have some of the best equipment in the world in our churches and in our big media. So use those volunteer, get there and get experience. But when you get to Hollywood, you're swimming with a big fish. And so you need to understand that you need to be at the top of your game. You need to have excellence. That doesn't mean that you stop learning. You always keep learning, but you've Mm -hmm. got to have that excellence. And when you bring excellence to the table, people start listening to the rest of you. Mm. They won't start listening to you until you've produced that great movie. You've written that great script. You've acted in that great uh, piece or that project. They will respect you and they will come to you. I've seen it over and over and over again since from the time I've lived here. So be bring excellence to the table and then it will open the door and the window to bring your faith in. So yes, Hollywood is a great place to be, but you better be on the top of your game in your work and in your faith. Know that you need to have the, uh, a strong faith. The faith that lives within you needs to be there, and uh, you need to be, and you need to stay in that faith regularly. Yeah, that's great. I think I think uh, what I'm picking up from you, and it, and it really makes sense, especially because from my experience. In, in, in a lot of these things, if I want to have influence, I, I got to be on the top of my game. I mean, it, it's impossible to gain uh, significant influence if people can't respect what and how we're doing with, with what we have. Um, influencelab.com, is that where people can, can learn more about uh, Influence Lab? Yes, absolutely. We'd love to have you. I, I edit a weekly journal there. Uh, you can be a part of. I'm I'm hosting a webinar uh, on April 29th, and uh, we'll, we do so uh, on a regular basis. So check out the Influence Lab. It's got great resources there. That's a great place. Hey, if if you're a Christian and you want to know more about uh, you know production and 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 that that kind of world, that creative creative part of your life is you want to activate it. Make sure you connect with Influence Lab, influencelab.com. Now, you mentioned something to me, Kathleen, as we were kind of talking in preparation for this podcast that caught my attention. Again, I confess another thing that I just feel like we have connection here. I I grew up (laughs) playing basketball and I actually played high school basketball. I love playing basketball. And your dad was a basketball coach. And you, you shared with me something interesting about what your dad, a basketball coach, taught you about leading creatives in the media business. So I'd like for you to elaborate on that because a lot of us leaders are leading creatives in different, you know, in church, I'm leading some creatives, right? And so there's a lot of people out there that that say, hey, how can I lead creatives well? Can you elaborate on that? Yes. Well, it goes back still on talking about excellence and how do we reach that excellence? Um, My daddy was this great basketball coach. He still holds the record in Nevada for winning more high school state championships than any other coach in high school. And, um, but I spent a lot of days after school, sitting in the bleachers, doing my homework, watching him. And I never thought that watching him coach would be teaching me aspects on how to be a better leader. So a couple, three, uh, you know, two or three things I would share with, with all of the listeners today is the first thing I think dad taught me was 
that the buck stops with him. He was the coach. He had the plans. He had that. He could observe the talent on on the court. He knew there was a lot of skill going on there. But when it came down to it, he had the final plan. He had, he called, he called, he called the shots. And we need to remember that God is our leader. And that when we invest so much into our passions and our leadership and what we want to do. We're all leaders, but there has to be the leader on the court. Mm -hmm. In media and entertainment, that person, when we hire a production company, is the director. You know, if you look at the end and the beginning and the end of credits today, they go on forever. But the last credit at the opening credits is the director's name. And that's because the buck stops with him. Mm-hmm. Everything ends with a director and everything comes to him. And so the director um, has the responsibility of carrying through what he's been charged to do. You know, if my father didn't, wasn't winning games, he might not have stayed the coach for as long as he had been. But he was able to win games. Mm-hmm. And it, it means that he didn't lose some along the way, but he won a lot more than he lost. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we look at media and entertainment, the director um, calls the shots. Everything flows through him. He's going to be responsible to turning in that final product. In fact, in Hollywood, we have directors uh, turn in what they call the director's cut. Mm -hmm. And many times the production company or studio takes the director's cut and they fiddle with it some more. They decide, well, we didn't really like this and we didn't really like that. And this is what we're going to put out. And he really has sometimes no control over that. Um, but in the end, sometimes if the movie has flourished and done really well, you'll see in the credits or you'll see uh, the director's cut come back through. Mm-hmm. What did the director really have in mind? What did he really want to do and say? And so that was the first thing I think my dad taught me that, you know, God is our final has the final say. And when we're in challenging situation and unknown situations that we can rely on him because he's got the plan. And mm. our job is to be obedient and follow that plan and trust him that he has the bigger vision and the knowledge out there. The second thing is that I think uh, the coach um, needs to know that um, when you are, pr- that, that, that it's all about practice. You know, we always hear that perfect practice makes perfect, or my father said success. Um, and that's true. We have to practice the right fundamentals. We have to get down to the basics. As Christians here in Hollywood, we have to know the fundamentals of the business. Mm-hmm. How, how do you set up the camera right? How do you focus it right? What are the specific things that we need to know as an actor, as a writer? What are those fundamentals? And so often in our culture and our world today, young people often want to... Um, experiment. We want to be different. We want to set some some kind of new record or some kind of uh, new uh, innovation, which is great because we're creative and that's part of who we are. But my folk, my father taught me first to go back to the fundamentals and And when we are struggling, when we are in challenges, go back and redo those fundamentals and see where we may be faltering. In Hollywood, you know, we have success and we have to climb the the ladder, so to speak, to try to get in the door. But sometimes success is more of a dangerous place, mainly because it puts us in a very vulnerable place to what others are going to push at us and do with us. And so we'll try to experiment more. We'll try to go further. God wants us to be reminded that we need to stay with the fundamentals. And from those fundamentals, then we get to experiment. You know, my father said, you never experiment with a new shot in the heat of a game. You experiment (laughs) outside the game. You, you, you experiment and you practice and you practice that so that when you're in the heat of the game, then you can pull out those experiments and those things. And that's what makes a director go from being a good director to a great director. To a, uh, goes, you take a project from being a good project to a great project. Mm-hmm. It's about the team. You know, my father said that when things also go sour sometimes, that we can, event, we can always go back to those fundamentals and work on them. 
And then probably the third thing I would leave the audience with today that daddy taught me was that teams require great meetings. You know, uh, Virgil, we live in this eight second world. <laughs> you know, we have decided already whether you're going to stay on this podcast today or you're not going to move, whether you like me or you don't like me. And that happened like eight seconds into our interview. Yeah. Um, you know, we are a quick take culture today. And so meetings have to be well-organized. They have to be functional. They have to be about relational things with growing that team together so that we can be on a set with them and we can just look at them and say, I know what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. I know what he wants. And you go do it. That's what makes um, great production happen where the director doesn't even have to say the word because he's been in those great meetings. He's conducted them well. They've been put together. My dad's practices, he had those team members come together. He knew when to bring them together. And uh, I love what, uh, what Jeff Bezos says too. He says, you know, your team meetings should be small enough that you can feed them all on a large pizza. <laughs> no big meetings, small, intimate, relational meetings. That's what we need to have. Hollywood is about those uh, stories and about uh, the coming together of those creatives so that we can, they, we can all harness that together and become that winning team. Those are three fun things that my dad taught me that just carried through. I love it. Hey, as, as a basketball player and lover, I can see it, how it works in the game. But I, also as a pastor and a leader, I can see how these apply. So, so you know, there's got to be a coach or somebody who's really leading, has the vision, you know, has the responsibility, uh, the, the importance of practicing the fundamentals. We, gotta, we have to be clear on what are the key, what, are, what is essential, what are the fundamentals? And then, of course, meaningful meetings, strategic meetings. Like, like meetings have to be good. They have to be important. Uh, the, uh, I think it was Lencioni wrote a, uh, wrote a book called called death by meeting, because sometimes we're not good at that. <laughs> yes. And that could be horrible for an organization, for a team. Uh, I love this. I love this. Okay. So, um, so, so many questions that I think I, I could shoot at you, Kathleen, right now, but let, let's go here. Um, th there's Christian men and women uh, in, all, in all walks of life, in all, you know, seasons of life, who maybe have a desire to seek a career in entertainment, in the media industry. Um, what advice do you have for them? I mean, you know, what would you say to somebody who says, man, I, I feel a passion and a heart for the entertainment world, media. Uh, I'm a Christian. How do I go about taking steps? Well, let's go back to the basketball uh, situation again. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't become an NBA player by not starting in almost elementary school these days, right? Right. You got to start at the bottom and you yeah. work your way up and you learn and you practice all the things we just <laughs> talked about. That's what happens with our craft and with art. You, you read about those who have gone before you, you study them, you mentor with those uh, who resonate with what you want to do and the projects you want to create. And you work at it really hard. You surround yourself with people who are influencers. You get your work out there. You let it be seen. You let it be known. You, um, you have to push yourself these days if you want to make it happen. There's just too many of us. You know, statistics tell us that there are about 22,000 students that graduate from colleges every year that make their mm. way to Hollywood and New York wanting a career in media and entertainment. That's the ones that have a four-year degree. There's some that don't even wait for that anymore. They're in the two-year college maybe, or they're just coming out and they're just doing it. Mm -hmm. And so, and then you've got all the professionals that have been here forever that are still trying to do it. And, and sometimes even consummate professionals, we never stop trying to get our next job. And mm -hmm. so that means we got to stay sharp all the times. Uh, all the time. In fact, in our production company, one of the things that we hire more of are independents, freelancers, because they have that we know that they're going to be the sharp ones. They're going to mm. be the ones that are going to be on top of things. So that's the first rule is you've got to be on top of the game. Like we talked, you've got to be solid in your faith. Um, I see so often uh, young people coming out here and they lose their faith wow. because they haven't been grounded in it to begin mm. with. And that's probably the most important place you can be. Um, sometimes, um, you know, most of the time, not even sometimes, but most of the time, I believe that our A plan isn't God's A plan. 
he's he's taking us down the B and C roads half the time. Mm-hmm. When I look back at my career, my husband's career and where we are today, this is not what we had planned. But has it been fabulous? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Has it not had challenges? Absolutely. But we have focused on lifting up the name of Jesus in everything we do, whether it be a secular project and doing Super Bowl spots that we've done in the past or mainstream commercials for huge corporations, or maybe or in the Christian communities with working with the mega churches and mega ministries, or sometimes just those small ones. Every single place, we bring a sense of excellence to that, but we also bring what does God, how, what, what is your message and what makes you unique? Um, you know, I, you know, my, my husband's written a great book called Unique, Discovering um, uh, a Unique, uh, you know, what, what is your brand in this mm-hmm. age of marketing? And then also one big thing, what has God um, called you to do? So I would reference speakers uh, or the viewers rather today to, uh, to, to grab a couple of those books. I think that will be helpful. But yes, we need to be an excellent and uh, then, as I said earlier, once we are excellent in what we do, then uh, we can get the attention of the people around us to share our faith with them. That's great. Um, great advice. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know what I love, Kathleen, as I interact with you? I love, I love that there's a fire behind excellence because, because excellence opens doors, if we're just honest. When you're good and when you do things well and you're good at your craft— um, but one of the things that I've noticed in you, Kathleen, is that you're, you're, you add value and you're an encourager, you know, you, you can push for the excellence, but, but, but you, you bring the, the love, you bring the hope. I want to talk about hope. And I know, I know there's a book, uh, a devotional book that, that you've written, uh, hope for today. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that book and, and, and kind of the heart behind it. Um, but, but I just want to mention that, that I love interacting with you and talking with you because <laughs> I hear the passion and I hear the, hey, excellence, this is important, but, but it's done in a way that some people can talk about excellence and this, but not really be life-giving about it. Uh, and I, think, <laughs> I, I love that about you and Phil, that, that there's this life value-adding characteristic in nature. So talk to me a little bit about the devotional book, Hope for Today. Well, you're very kind, Virgil, and your comments. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it's all for Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, my book, my devotional hope for today was, was such an interesting journey for me. I really think it was one of the most defining spiritual journeys for me to write a devotional. You know, when you write a book, you are uh, focusing on a specific topic or something that you're wanting to convey that you think could be life-changing or encouraging to other people, inspiring, mentoring. But when you write a devotional, you know, you are encouraging people to come to Jesus, not to look at you, but to look at him, to look at the Father and to spend time with him. And so uh, Hope for Today came out of a series of things that I think, you know, God always prepares us for this. And there's a, you know, if you read the introduction to the, um, to the book, you'll read uh, that we were in um, a bombing in uh, London in 2005. And um, that was a life-changing experience for me um, in so many ways. Um, We would have been in the tube or the tunnel, uh, the subway in London there when the bomb went off, had we not been with a film crew. We were out on the street when the bomb went off down the street from us on the bus. Um, we were headed to the to the British Library to we were filming a documentary on Will, William Wilberforce William Wilberforce, who was the documentarian or the parliamentarian, excuse me, who um, uh, is noted for freeing the slaves uh, back in the late eighteen hundreds, wow. uh, late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. Um, we weren't able to get there that day because of this these incidents, and it's the first time in a hundred years they closed the theaters in London, and. Um, so we got went there the next day, and the um, the librarian that had we had asked at the British Library to, to lay out some documents that we were wanting to film and talk about um, handed me a Bible. He, she said, "I know this isn't on your list, but she said, with what happened yesterday, she said I thought you might want to see this." And she handed me Anne Boleyn's Bible. The one she had scratched her name Annie in on the in, on, on the leaves of the Bible, mm-hmm. and the one she had in her hand that she handed to um, 
her her killer went right before they cut her head off. Wow. And uh, you know the story of Anne Boleyn. She was the second second wife of Henry VIII. She was one who brought in Protestant, the Protestant faith, into the, the you know the the, um, the Church of uh, uh, of um, the English uh, community. There went from being a uh, Catholic focused community to a Protestant, and it was to uh, facilitate what Henry VIII wanted. But it's interesting how God facilitates what He wants mm-hmm. in the midst of what culture wants, right? Yeah, <laughs> so long story short, um, God just whispered in my heart that day. He said, people do not cherish the word. And that began this process. We began to fast forward to work with a client in the next few years called the Center for Bible Engagement, who did an eight year million dollar study on the habits and activities of Christians and what we actually do that, um, affects our lives in positive Mm -hmm. ways. They studied how often we went to church, read our Bible, prayed, listened to podcasts like this. What is those things that we really should be doing that affects our lives in a positive way? And the single biggest thing that came out of it was Bible reading. Bible reading four or more times a week, which is why it's hope for today. (laughs) And um, that, in fact, if you're not reading your Bible if you're only reading your Bible one to three times a week, you will make no significant choices or changes any different from someone who never reads the Bible. Wow. When you start reading the Bible four or more times a week, it dramatically changes the direction of your life. And the reason they said people are not reading the Bible, too busy, too distracted, mainly with media, don't know where to begin and think it's irrelevant or it's just a historical book. So the devotional came out of that. I want to give you a place to begin. I want you to be able to engage in God. It has a journaling aspect at the end of each week that allows you to journal. Why? I believe that one of our failures as a Christian community for many years has that it has been the fact that we have not passing on what God is speaking to us every mm. day in our own personal devotions. So we need to pass that on. So this book gives you a chance to do that. And um, and if you want to take a sample of it, you can go on the YouVersion Apple, uh, app right now. Hope for Today is on there, the original one in audio in both English and Spanish. We will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then in January, I put out uh, a two-week version of it, again, a brand new one called Hope for Today, Influence Culture by staying connected to God. Wow. So it's a little bit about the book, but I, I am passionate about people getting in the word, you know, with COVID having uh, forced us all indoors and lockdown situations. We have such an opportunity right now to be in the word. Trainers tell us physically that we are, when we work out four or more times a week, it changes our body. It changes the consistency of what we can do. You know, our body's going to die, but our soul lives on forever. So what are you doing to nourish and build up your soul inside? Do it. Get back in the word. I encourage all of you. Those, those, that's great, Kathleen. Those numbers are so interesting to me and it really makes sense. Uh, it's funny that you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to, I might have to call you later and ask you for some more of those, that information because I'm finishing a devotional book myself, but it makes sense that just getting, just helping people take that first step some people just don't know where to start. They really have a desire to, but they don't know where to start. So I think this book, Hope for Today, Hope Number Four Today, yes. <laughs> that, four, that four is important because just four times a week, which is which in essence is a little bit more than half, right? But just just putting it in, just bringing it in. Eventually, when you get into God's Word, you want to read it every day, you know. But it's not yes. so much about quantity or I have to read it for three hours. It's just a matter of getting it in there. And a devotional like this could be so uh, instrumental. Yeah, schedule it, Virgil. You know, we yeah. have our phone. Schedule it. You schedule play dates. You schedule appointments with doctors. Schedule your time four yeah. times a week. And uh, trust me, the statistics are staggering. You know, drug abuse, as alcohol abuse falls by 70%. Wow. Uh, anger, bitterness falls by 40%. Wow. Even obesity, <laughs> for those mm-hmm. of you who put on those COVID-15, obes- obesity <laughs> falls by 15% when you're wow. in the word. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the numbers, the numbers don't lie, right? No. Nope. I-, I love this. This is great. Okay, so um, what a great conversation, Kathleen. 
I want to ask you a question now, bringing a little bit, you know, you work together, you know, as a leader in our church, as a pa- as pastors, my wife and I, my wife just laying, we both, we lead together. We do work together. Might not be the case in every church or in every organization or company, uh, but uh, you and your husband started Cook Media Group, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what's Cook Media Group all about? And, and tell us a little bit about just the vision and the heart that God's placed there for you guys. Yeah. Well, I first feel like, um, you know, it's, it's such a blessing, Virgil, uh, amazing blessing of God that my husband and I can work together. I find that, um, you know, it's, it's really challenging when, you know, a person is a doctor and then a lawyer or different things that Mm -hmm. they haven't been able to figure out how to blend those things together. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as I, I, like I said, my favorite thing as a kid as a trap was a trash can full of costumes. I wanted to be an actress in the beginning. <laughs> he wanted to be a writer producer. So hello, <laughs> you know, we were, we were meant for we, we each other. I think God just had that out. Um, one, I, I'll throw this into, you know, my mother always just told me growing up, um, pray for, I'm praying for your husband. Wow. I, uh, I'm praying for your husband. And, uh, when I met Phil, uh, I felt like I had known him all of my life. Mm. And it was an interest. It's an interesting thing that God just, uh, you know, laid in my heart the first time, the first night we went out. Anyway, that's a little sideshow. But, uh, you know, yes, you know, Phil and I being able to work in Cook Media Group has been fantastic. We've traveled the world. We were in eight countries doing a um, documentary before COVID hit on uh, called Inexplicable. You can watch that right now on the TBN channel, how Christianity spread to the ends of the earth. We were one of six producers for that show. And our, our show is called the great wall on Asia and how Mm. Christian Christianity came into that part of the world in Asia and India. And, um, you know, we were scheduled for eight more, you know, in the spring before COVID shut everything down and we continued to travel. God blessed us that way. We've um, been a team and that's what it's all about. Again, you know, working, ha- having seen my dad, going back to my dad again, it's a team thing. You know, your family is your team. It's mm-hmm. your base team. Your husband is your base team. And yet at the same time, I understood that my husband was my coach. You know, he didn't, he, he coaches me and allows me to flourish because it's, he, he's passionate about seeing me flourish. Uh, it's, it's how it works. Uh, it's so, it's so fantastic. And so Phil and I've been blessed to produce movies, produce TV shows, uh, digital content, um, commercials, um, spoken, uh, all over the globe to, uh, global audiences and, and domestic audiences alike. So, uh, written books, <laughs> so we just do what God tells us to do. And it's uh, been a blessing to do that. But um, I, like I said, I am honored and blessed to have a husband who has stayed committed to me and me committed to him. And that's what it's about. You know, somebody asked me in Hollywood years ago, and it's a a neat story, a top uh, agent here in town. I was a young actress and got a call from his secretary one day saying, you know, Michael wants to meet with you. And I'm going, oh my goodness. You know, he's, you know, she said, he's seen an audition you did and really wants, he's thinking about repping some actors, wants to meet with you. So I went in and talked to him, you know, for a conversation. And the first thing he asked me is tell me about yourself. And uh, said, you know, at that point I'd been married about 25 years and he went, whoa, what? And I, he said, I, he said, I'm about ready to get my third divorce. All I've ever Mm. wanted in my life was uh, a wife who stuck with me and I could stick with her and that we were committed to each other. He said, how did you do that? And, um, you know, I sat there and I thought, okay, (laughs) I know this guy is Jewish. He's not a believer. And I know it, you know, if I go too heavy into the spiritual stuff, he's just going to not be listening. It's not going to, you know, get getting him. So Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? And so I said, you know, Michael, I said, when I was a little girl, I committed my life to Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. And I said, I learned what commitment means. I, I learned what it means to walk through the challenges when you have issues and death in your family and challenges. And I learned that when I said yes to my husband, that there were going to be challenges and difficulties. There were going to be some great joys along the way and Mm -hmm. struggles, but it was going to be a commitment 
times when I didn't really like him maybe <laughs> at times <laughs> or didn't agree with him and, uh, or he made me do things I didn't really want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I said, but I learned that that's the, because I had this relationship with God all my life. God does, God does things in my life sometimes that I don't want to do or that challenges me or that, you know, maybe I get bored with him or maybe I'm, I, I don't feel mm. like I'm hearing from him. All of those kind of emotional things that we go through in relationships, I've been through with, God, with the Lord. And I learned how to be committed to him first so that I could be long-term committed to my husband and know that Jesus and that God had my back. And he was, he was our who we went to. He was our bottom line. He was where the buck stopped. He was the coach. <laughs> what a bold witness. What a great testimony. I love that. I love, I love the, the testimony of uh, as husband and wife being able to work together and push towards a common goal. And obviously when you have faith, when you have, when you have Jesus, I mean, it's just a whole other level of, of possibilities. Um, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's yeah. awesome. And I'm proud to hear about everything that Cook uh, Media Group has done, but I, I can imagine there's so much more. Uh, that's so cool. By the way, if you ever need a bilingual, you know, guy <laughs> to come be a part of something, just, hey, just <laughs> you just, you just got a job. You just got a job. I, we are always looking for bilinguals and, yeah. you know, I, like I said, one of my focuses when I put my version app for my devotional on the version app rather is to find someone who could speak it in Spanish. Yeah. Come on, girl. Let's I, I believe, you know, I'll tell you exciting thing we're part of is I'm part of one of 12 actresses that has, we've produced through a, a organization that I'm on the board with called Courage for Life. Mm. Um, the first women's voiced um, Bible, audio Bible. Wow. There's never been one in existence. It came wow. out of the fact that there are prisoners who have said, you know, we want, really want to read the Bible, but we're not really too educated. We really don't know where to start. We'd really like to listen to one, but we don't want to listen to one in a man's voice. Can you give us one in a woman's voice? <laughs> wow. And there wasn't one in existence. Yeah. So we put one together with 12 actresses. It's out there. Again, what? you can you can you can download the, the Courage for, for Life CFL uh, app uh, Bible. And you know what? It's currently being put in Spanish. <laughs> I love it. Bueno. Uh, it's 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 being uh, reproduced in Spanish now. So it's so cool. So cool. I love it. It's it's amazing when uh, ideas that weren't even on the radar all of a sudden come to the table. And I think that's what God does when you're faithful with what God has entrusted you, he's going to put more, you know, parable of the talents. This is, it's a biblical principle. I mean, when you're faithful and you're excellent and, and, and you reproduce and multiply what God has put in your hands, how can he not, as a good father, say, I'm going to entrust you with more? Man, this is such a great conversation. All right, all right. Before we get, <laughs> Kathleen, before we get to how people can find you and connect with you, um, is there any project coming up, any, any upcoming, you know, book or project that you're excited about that you can let us in on? Sure. Well, you know, we've been talking about my book. It actually has been sold out. Um, and so we are actually in the process of relaunching that book. It will be out in the middle of, of June, but uh, there are just a few copies here. They can, you know, contact me through the, my website at KathleenCook.com. And we do have just a few copies here, mm -hmm. but, um, but so we're relaunching that right now. That's in the process. And then I'm working on my second book that God's laid on my heart. So I say a prayer for that. It's about our place in God's kingdom. And I'll be speaking at the NRB. If anyone is going to be there in Dallas in June, uh, in June, the middle of June and uh, end of June. And uh, so those kind of things are coming up. We're working on, we're always in Cook Media Group. Uh, we are always working on new projects and with ministries uh, on projects. So you can look on our website at Cook Media Group and see some of the projects we've done and, and some of the things that are coming up. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, this has been a great uh, Avail Leadership podcast, Kathleen, for so many reasons, but you know, I just, you know, I just feel uh, the Lord is really speaking to some people right now and he's using you in the process. Um, uh, before we get to some, maybe some closing comments you want to leave everybody with in their hearts, tell us a little bit about how people can connect with you, find you online. Let me just pre preface this by saying Kathleen Cook with an E at the end of the book. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. So, what are some of the best ways that people can find you? For example, social media. Yeah. So, you know, always the websites are good to start out. They have everything there at, at kathleencook.com, mm-hmm. the influencelab.com, cookmediagroup.com. So those will have all of the, the mm-hmm. those things. I'm on Twitter um, at Kathleen Cook. Um, LA, LA. Mm-hmm. and then uh, f- Facebook, Instagram, Kathleen Cook official, mm-hmm. and then of course Influence Lab Women and um, Influence uh, in, in on Instagram and Facebook. So those Perfect. are those are great places to grab me. And then Perfect. you know I encourage people sign up for my weekly. Uh, uh, blog. Uh, I do uh, a weekly blog. Sometimes it comes out twice a week. I uh, squeeze an, an extra one in there. Uh, I do great interviews too on the Influence Journal that comes out once a month with people who are working in media and entertainment mm-hmm. and how their faith is inter- intersected with their work and their careers. And so those are fun. Phil, my husband Phil throws in a, a blog once a, a month and as do I. And uh, then we announce various places we're going to be speaking and books coming out and events that we're going to be working on. So, so get there. That's great. So everybody just, I'm going to reiterate a few of these, KathleenCook.com. Remember to put that E on at the end of Cook. Also, InfluenceLab.com. Those are the websites. And you can find uh, Kathleen on social media, Instagram and Facebook at KathleenCookOfficial uh, and on uh, Twitter at KathleenCook with the E-L-A. Um, thank you for sharing that, Kathleen. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. This has been a sure. great conversation. I- I'd love to I'd love to know what do you want to leave everybody with as we're, we're, we're this was a very dynamic conversation about about leadership, excellence, passion, influence, um, you know, media, entertainment. What do you want to leave on everybody's heart as we close off? Well, I think more than anything, when I when you asked me this question and kind of prepare for this, um, I think the thing that God put on my heart was that um, no matter what happens in our lives, we find ourselves sometime in a challenging situation. You know, COVID has been one which has hit us all globally, but whether or not we come through health issues, financial issues, social issues, whatever it is, somewhere in our lives, we're always in some type of challenging situation. And so how do we approach those challenging situations and do it well with excellence like we've talked about? I think more than anything else, I would love for us to start looking at them not as challenges and problems, but as opportunities. I call these moments suddenly moments. When you look at the Bible, how many times does it say suddenly the angel occurred? Suddenly God appeared. Suddenly this happened. Suddenly. And that's how God works. He works in suddenly moments. In Hebrews 5, 8 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, although Jesus was the son of God, he learned obedience through his suffering. When we're in those challenging, suffering, painful situations, remember that God is teaching us something. It's an opportunity. It's a positive, not a negative. And why? Because I think that we, that God is going, is getting ready for us to accelerate our lives. Something is going to happen that's going to accelerate what his purposes and plans are for us in our lives. When we came to California, we came because my husband had been fired. We came not knowing where our next job was going to be, where our next home was going to be. We had two babies at home. We came, we went. There's over 280 instances in the Bible where God says, go, Mm. go forward. We are to go forward in the suffering and in the pain and see them not as negatives, but as opportunities because he's getting us ready to be accelerated, to be able to go forward and to be able to go do things we've never dreamed or thought of before. And that's so exciting, Mm. so exciting to be in that position where you can say, yes, I'm willing, Lord, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to know that if I don't have all the answers right now, I don't have all the money right now. I know you have are preparing a way. He, he's preparing a way for you to go. And that's what I'd love to leave the listeners with today. God is going to accelerate you. Mm. Just you wait and see. 
That's such a good word. Thank you for sharing that. Come on, if you're listening right now or you're watching this, even if you're going through a tough time, God can turn it around. All things are possible for God. And sometimes uh, th- that story that we tell is going to be for his glory. And, 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 I, and I, I appreciate that word, Kathleen. You know, um, as we're closing off here, one thing I, I, can't end, uh, I can't end this without talking about, the Avail uh, Journal. The Avail Journal, yes. the Avail Magazine is such a yes. great... Ooh, there it is. There it is. I'm what on a, page 118 this month. Come on. You got, you got an article in, in the most recent edition of the Avail Journal. Uh, yes. Phil's on the cover as well as we just saw. What an amazing journal. Um, the quality of the actual journal itself, but, but the content is so good. Anything you'd like to say about the Avail Journal? Oh my gosh. I, I just, I'm always, like I said, for the very top of the program, I just think you guys are doing an amazing job. Excellence. And uh, the, the journal is just top of the line. So if, the, if you're not getting the journal, you're missing out on some great leaders, some great information, thought. I'd love that the people who are um, contributors to Avail are thinkers. Yeah. And they are innovators and they got their stuff together. So don't miss the Avail magazine. Yeah, I see your article here on page 118 of the, of the most recent one, which it's, 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 it's entitled The Waiting Game, Trade Today's Disappointment for Tomorrow's Destiny. I love that. By the way, if you have not yet claimed your free annual subscription, you can get a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. Dot com. We want to gift you a year's worth of this. Believe me, you're going to love it. You're going to want to get more for your team or your staff or your leaders because it is a great resource. Kathleen, thank you so much for honoring us with your presence. On behalf of the Avail Leadership Team, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you. And we're excited to see everything that God is doing through you. You guys are truly an inspiration. Uh, your life, your journey, and everything that, that you're, the Lord is still doing uh, in you and through you really is an inspiration to so many of us and, and we just, we're just so proud of you. Thank you. And same to you, uh, Virgil. You are doing an amazing job with your church there in Florida and the work you're doing with Avail. So thank you for ministering and being there for so many. <laughs> thank you, Kathleen. Hey, everybody, thanks for connecting with us. Once again, another Avail Leadership podcast that just leaves us with encouragement, leaves us with hope, leaves us leaves us with a, with a positive outlook for the future. Uh, remember, you can always connect with us at the Avail Leadership Podcast for great leadership content. Remember, you got the Avail Journal as well to find, to read great articles and connect with amazing leaders and influencers. Uh, we hope to see you next time here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been intrigued by this conversation with Kathleen Cook. Remember, to read her weekly blog and learn more, you can connect with Kathleen at KathleenCook, with an E at the end, dot com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail Leadership media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.